Hello everyone, welcome back to the Digital Pandemonium Podcast. I am Harrison and I'm here with Ed and today is a bit of a monumental uh, episode because we have our first guest star and not only one but two guest stars. The Double Trouble Music Group and also good friend of ours, uh, Mr. Seth and Mr. Talon are joining us today. (laughs) Yep. So we're good friends, and we went to the same school. And now, uh, Seth has and Talon had dropped a single on Spotify, and we're gonna talk about it here. So right. first and foremost, how is everybody doing? Uh, well, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm so good. I'm so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'm so good. <laughs> no, we're good. We're doing great. We're doing mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only thing that's not doing good is the weather, because in our area, we are suffering from humid, hot weather. Oh, yeah. 104 degrees. 104 degrees. Nobody nobody likes you, son. (laughs) Nobody likes you, son. Stop causing skin cancer, please. (laughs) We all stuck to the floor. The humidity got us us gooey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. Like, right now, we're, like, Florida weather right now, and it's... Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No one mm-hmm. expects the Northeast to get Florida weather. Yeah, no, that, that's a, that's what you expect. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it was when I was down in April in Florida. Humid, hot weather? Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the state of Pennsylvania, where the weather is very mm. unpredictable. Yep. That's, that's like the only joke Pennsylvanians got about their own state. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, one day it'll be snowing, one day it'll be raining, and, you know, the next day we'll be all blazing our heaters out. Uh, <laughs> the weather yeah. and yeah. Uh, Amish people. Yeah, exactly. Amish people, too. That's another big thing. We love those Amish people. Love those Amish people. Absolutely love it. When and they're to... everywhere. Yeah, exactly. You have to speed around them every five seconds. <laughs> yeah, I remember we were talking. We were actually... Someone actually asked us about this in one of our episodes. Like, we get, uh, like, questions from listeners, and they're like, oh, so you say you, you were from Pennsylvania, so how are you guys living with Amish if you live with Amish? I'm like, we do. It's just the most complaint that we have is just avoid the poop. On yeah, the there's poop everywhere. Oh, yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> just driving over that. I always try to avoid it, but then I'm like, hmm. And that shit smells in the morning. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> it's not even... Yeah, talking about smells, like, you'll wake up in the morning, you'll be like, huh, is that the sewage plant or is that chicken? Like, (laughs) yep, 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 I'm pretty sure I'm still in Pennsylvania. Okay, great. (laughs) All right, so now that we joked about our weather, so let's dive into what you guys have accomplished uh, as of recently. So, So, Seth and Talon, you have released a single that is called Isolation. Am I yep, correct? Isolation. Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm not uh mistaken, you also released another uh one called Drafts? Yes. Yeah, that was our that was our EP that we released before Isolation. It has uh two songs on it. It's uh Paradox. Well, the the full name I put out for it was Paradoxical, Paradoxical. but it's known as Paradox. I named it Paradox. Okay, Just saying. whatever, Just saying. whatever. <laughs> um and then we had another song on there, Tension, and we've had some pretty good feedback from that one. And uh yeah, we're we're actually looking into putting out an album soon. No no details quite yet, but yeah, yeah, uh yeah. 
Paradox is definitely going to be on there. Isolation is going to be on there. We don't have a set date for when it's going to come out. We both posted yet. like um, snippets. Of yeah, like, we've uh, been posting instrumentals snippets. and uh, lyrics on our Instagram. We've been trying to hold people media. out for a little bit, but like we've we've been trying our best to to get this album out soon. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Isolation. Uh, we re- we really liked that song at the time of posting it. Like, yeah. it's a really good song. Seth put a lot of heart into the lyrics. Uh, I did I did all the producing when it comes to it. I actually, I gotta remember which song I used for sampling on that. It was like, uh, it's called... It's uh, called The Sweetest Pain. I know that uh, part. Dexter, Dexter Wenzel, yes. Wonderful hmm. song right there. I, I pitched it up a little bit. I yeah. put it all together. Like, it came together really well. It came yeah. together at least better than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh. Wow, that is actually very interesting. So, uh... So a question that I had for the two of you, like, especially with Seth, like, what were like, what were the inspiration for, like, like who did you look to to like make this a uh, single? So, um, honestly, I wasn't even rapping. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a year ago, I didn't even, I wasn't even like, I didn't like like to rap. Like, I I love rap music a lot. Like, um, growing up, like big uh, influences were like, um, uh, like the Notorious B.I.G. Um, I've always liked Kendrick Lamar. I've always liked J. Cole. I've always really liked uh, Childish Gambino. As of late, I've really been into Tyler Creator and Kanye. <laughs> These lyrics here, in particular, probably stem more from like, uh, like, um, like, um, like Daniel Caesar type l- lyrical ability, and also like, but like a mixture of like more hardcore raps like Kendrick Lamar and like, um, um, I took a bit of inspiration from. Uh, I was listening to. Uh, I was listening to some tribe, a tribe called Quest. I was listening to the Low End Theory. A lot of oh. uh, my flows, I got, I got like, um, I were like inspired by like um, a lot of the songs, like Excursions. So I would say like a lot of like '90s art, like a uh, hip hop and R&B kind of influenced like a lot of the lyrics and the lyrical ability itself, like the lyrical content itself. It's very much about like, um, I think a lot of people might mistake it as like a sad depressing song but it's actually like like i get because because the song obviously it's isolation it's a very like mellow not super upbeat song but the song itself is actually fairly like uplifting it's basically about like when you're in like the eye of the storm for like um in like depressive episodes or like sad times like you'll have those instances where you feel happy and you're with people that make you happy like i have a lyric that's called uh, um, I'm in isolation, but I think I'm feeling alright. And at the end of the song, I have um, uh, but I'm in the eye of the storm. At least I'm left alone with this feeling so warm. Um, because you know during like hurricanes, it's very it gets very hot. But when you're in the eye of the storm, you're in your safest, the safest part of of the storm. So the eye of the storm, kind of in that scenario, is kind of like me just kind of being alone. Like those periods in between work and the stresses of life. There's that little in between period where like you're sleeping in your bed listening to music. You know, stuff like that. So a lot of this isolation stuff kept, came from, you know, you being alone, but not necessarily being on your own. You yeah. Know? Finding comfort in being alone, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Something a lot of us introverts know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> undoubtedly about that. <laughs> now, so you looked up for, so a lot of the rap, like, did you say like, hold on, I'm trying to like word this really good. um yeah it's just this is coming up with the the flies but like so you weren't really much into rap like 
into like until like as of recently. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, till about like the beginning of the like, um, probably once Taylor moved back. I got, <laughs> I got a lot more. Um, it's his fault. Uh, yeah, I got, <laughs> I got a lot more. Um, I just started because I honestly wasn't really listening in like a uh, middle school. And like freshman and sophomore year, I listened to a lot of hip hop and R and B, and I kind of strayed mm-hmm. and went more to like old styles, which is honestly I think why I like uh, the beat so much. It's very much it is hip hop and R and B influenced, but also it's very retro. Like I think the song mm-hmm. itself the, that we that you sampled yeah in the seventies, right? Oh yeah, I was like yeah. I think it was seventy eight. Yeah, I don't hundred percent remember, but yeah, it's an older song and like. I, I just thought to sample like the guitar part be, right before the chorus and everything, and like it, it really turned out well in the end. It really gives that like retro vibe. Like you could put that that on like a uh, you could put that shit like on a turntable, and you'd be like, oh yeah, this sounds normal. This is like a '90s a '90s song. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and I think like um, I we actually <laughs> we used to do little freestyles. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we would hang out. Um, there's a song by Drake called Pound Cake. Um, and the beat, the production on it's really good. One of his best songs. Um, uh, but I remember I saw Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, yes. do, uh, um, a freestyle to it. And I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. Yeah, really exactly. And so like, I was like, I want to be like that. And so we'd go out and be like, we'd be like, you know, Ayo lunch, ayo munch, ayo crunch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just, just the basic raps. It was like just we were in kindergarten all over I was, in the <laughs> I was on the street and I uh, was going to meet some, 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 yeah, some you know, along those lines. Something, something like that. He would but, come up with a really good line sometimes. I, I'd just be sitting there playing the beat, listening yeah, to him yeah. go off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, he actually sent me a beat first. The first beat you sent me was Paradox. That was the first yeah. One. That that was funny thing about paradox. No, 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 the first one you sent me was tension, but oh, the first yeah. one you sent me that I was like, I need to make a song off of that was paradox. Yeah. So the funny thing about paradox is that uh, even like I had no intentions of putting that out whatsoever. I was just messing around one day with a few songs that I like. I sampled for that song. It was them changes drums. I think it was the beginning of stupid by Brockhampton uh it was like this there was this one piano like riff i found on like a sampling website and then uh michael jackson's like like one of the noises that he does i, I there's a growl like, in oh. the song. yeah <laughs> it, like you can hear it i pitched that down and i was just like oh yeah this is a meme worthy beat yeah. <laughs> and I, he's like i need to make this a song and i'm like uh <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah, and, like that one right now is probably my favorite one i've done so far easily i, lo- I love it yeah i really like it too like it's a really good song um we're actually, we actually we're putting out an extended version of it on the album that's like one of our confirmed tracks besides isolation we actually are basically done with that track yeah we are done with that track actually i, I put all the vocal effects on it I, i've gone back and had some little extra tidbits mm. onto it and it sounds really good and i can't wait to put that out mm. oh. like i also i'm gonna talk to ed here so ed is also i think a bit into rap would you right ed do you listen to some rap because i know he uh, yeah i listen to 
I'm not really into like older rappers, even though I do like Notorious B.I.G. and mm-hmm. uh, like Tupac and stuff. But I'm into like Lil Baby and the Baby. Oh yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, and the memes surrounding the baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I can see the man in his cap now. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I've seen so many memes of the baby around. It's it's like the new it's like the new Big Chungus. Yeah, yes, practically. Yes. Oh gag! I did not want to remember that. <laughs> Oh my god. It's not as big on Reddit. <laughs> it's not as bad. Yeah, it's not as it's not bad. Because any... you couldn't go like five seconds without seeing that on your Instagram feed, on your Reddit feed, on your Twitter feed. Like that that was like... everywhere. Uh, I, thought, I... I didn't think it was like I, I was like, what's up with this big ass uh, bunny? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I didn't know what's going on. Like it made no sense and then like more and more people started posting about it and I'm like I'm sick of this. Like, it, this can only go on for so long, and I'm already sick of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that was thing. And now there's like memes about like redditors if you don't mention Big Chungus, and it's like dumb, like like flipping yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like the funny thing is, is that I what what's funny about memes is that most times, or at least I'm noticing now, is that they're all in a circle. Like, we started off with the Rage comics and everything, and nowadays, like, you see this stuff pop back up, and you're like, huh, this is very reminiscent of, like, older memes. And, like, like nowadays... Like the the troll Instagram Yeah, exactly. Like, those are memes you can get down with. I'm... I really hope that Big Chungus never comes back, though. No, <laughs> no, one, no one needs to bring that back. That, should, like, that needs to stay in the grave and just yeah. rot. But, like, I'm loving that these Vine memes are coming back. Like, uh, what, the dog doing? <laughs> what the dog doing? Or, like, <laughs> AOPC, oh yeah. God. All those ones. Like, those are great. And, like, I, I, I'm kind of glad they're back because those were relics back in the day. And now, now that they're coming back, it's just people are trying to make them funnier by, like, collaging them together and everything. And just, like, it's, mm. it's amazing to see what's going on. 21st in the world. century humor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, Ed loves first uh, 21st century humor. Oh, am I right? <laughs> yes. He would like, play that on like, our, like, in the TV, and we just, like, jam out to it for some odd it reason. It just makes, like, random noises and shows random clips. Oh, yeah, exactly. Just, like, the... the, the it's like, what the dog doing? Reverb fart? Yeah, the reverb fart is, like... <laughs> it's funny, but, like, why is it funny? <laughs> that's, just... the, that's the weird thing about it's it. It's because, honestly, like... I kind of feel like this is like a burden on my soul. <laughs> <laughs> fart jokes, yes. a good fart joke. So, you know, yeah, yeah. It's like you, you grow up in that. That's like one of the first jokes you ever hear, and I think that just sticks with you throughout your I entire like life. I feel like in that sixth grade to like freshman to sophomore year era, yeah, you kind of think farts and poop aren't funny. But yeah, then you like turn eighteen, you're like. Oh, poop shit. Poop <laughs> funny. <laughs> Loud noise is funny. Poop noise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bass boosted fart noise funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I can just imagine the adults now are just looking down like what is their humor all about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're gonna make great parents. <laughs> uh, we're gonna teach our kids the essential of humor. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. So the I'm fart joke is funny. The bass boosted is very funny. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'll be out with my girlfriend, 
and I literally would just start laughing. And she'd be like, what's up? And I'm like, I got this funny video to show you. And it's just like the four second, like, reverb fart video. <laughs> let, me, let me show you something right now, right here. <laughs> oh, gosh, man. <laughs> it's definitely better because uh, I know we already said this in a, a previous episode, sent me and Gabe and Darren an answer. We were talking about how TikTok humor nowadays is just not funny. Like, I recently... I had TikTok a long time ago, but then I just dropped off of it because I wasn't really, like... Eh, it just kind of died for me. That's how yeah, it was. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, like, with me... You made some good videos, though. Oh, yeah. Time. Yeah, you did. You made some, like, really, really popular videos. Um, yeah. But, like, in terms of TikTok, it's, like... It's the new Vine. I, I would say so, at least. Because, like, yeah, nowadays, yeah. like, especially even if they're bringing back, like, uh, jokes from the Vine days, like, they put their own flair on. It really depends on what corner of TikTok you're on. Because if you follow creators, like, they have an algorithm for that. And they will bring more videos to you there, that there's are... Some, there's some funny shit on, on, on TikTok. There is. Yeah, exactly. But it's just that, it's like, ever, honestly, ever since, like, YouTube kind of started being yeah oh vine god the youtube oh. algorithm yeah <laughs> there's always been like a new vine like it was vine then right after vine it was like music smash then it was musically then yeah it was tick now it's tiktok what's next you know oh i that's the one thing i will commend tiktok for its algorithm is really oh, good yeah. I, yeah yeah like the main thing is is that you could be on youtube for hours and then you keep refreshing the page, and by the time you've refreshed the page the fiftieth time, they're showing you the same videos. Yeah, yeah. But if you go on TikTok, you can scroll for hours on end and Literally. still see things that you haven't seen in like years, mm -hmm. like you've never seen before, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Like I've seen some like really good animations made by some people. Like oh yeah, there's some really good animators on there, definitely. Like I I was going down there once, and I forget what the 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 show, the anime, it was on YouTube, but now it's like a discontinued uh, series. I'm not sure if you guys heard of it. It was a very long time ago. I think it was called the, it was something revolving with the C, like, like the C class or something like that. Like it was like something. And I saw that on TikTok oh, and I was TikTok. like, oh yeah, I think that, I think that was it. Uh, I know I had like, yeah, hmm? I, I, what? <laughs> I, I, I don't know what just happened we were all like it was just like verbal like things anyway continue you can say what you were saying oh yeah i actually recently just watched like a video i can't remember the youtuber's name but it was called the rise and fall of fish hooks and he does like a lot of videos like this and i just watched through it and he was just explaining like what happened to fish hooks and this this and that and it's really insane to think about like how many shows in the past have either gotten canceled due to like more popular shows or like even shows that had a good run but got canceled out of nowhere because either the uh the invaders uh, in invaders is a really good example of that yeah like sometimes they just get canceled for no reason either because like the company's not liking them or something along those lines and it's just really upsetting to see that because sometimes you could like even if you don't get a solid ending, all it leaves to you is a loosened, like a loosened shoe. Basically, mm. it you have to tie the knot somehow. Or a regular show. Yeah, regular. No, regular show ended on a good note. Like they had a. I think they should have ended. They should have gone farther with the. Well, show. yeah, but um, that's why uh, JG Quintel actually made Close Enough, which is his mm. other show recently. Mm. 
Huh. Uh, well, that yeah. reminds me, uh, the, and the cartoon thing. I was actually seeing seeing something that actually really brought back nostalgia for me. Uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog is coming back. Oh really? yeah, yeah, they're really? doing a uh, Scooby Doo Courage the Cowardly Dog special. Really? And I was like, yeah. this is the crossover I needed to see. Like, this, oh yeah, <laughs> this was a crossover made in heaven. Two like scaredy dogs going like that. It was just meant to happen. It was going to happen yeah. eventually. I just really hope that it's not like a fake that's actually going through because that'd be great to see. I, I think it's like a DVD thing. It may also be released yeah. on HBO Max. I'm not entirely sure. All I know is, yeah. uh, and I think I did hear that John Dilworth, the creator of Courage the Cowardly Dog, is going to be like the writer of that. Like okay. you, like you saw the trailer. Like you can definitely see both flares of like. Because I was originally concerned about because, you know, Scooby-Doo and Courage, they were two separate, like, animation styles. But, like, they were blended in very well together. And there's obviously, like, you know, the callbacks of, like, classic Scooby-Doo, like, you know, the door hallway scene yeah. of them running. And there's always and there's also the scene, like, where they're hiding and, the like, the creature's, like, right behind them. And then they, like, it's like a joke or something. Like, like, like as in the thing, like, Scooby-Doo sneezed and then the... The monster hands a tissue thing yeah. out of nowhere, and then <laughs> I remember that. But I do like how they kept the courage, like screaming animations, because that is oh, yeah. typical courage. One yeah, thing I hope that courage. I one thing I want him to want want to come back is see courage like transform into the things while he's like blabbering, like oh, you know yeah. that scene, yeah, yeah. like That's when he's talking, like when he's just talking and he just transforms into like the thing yeah. that he's trying to explain because he can't <laughs> explain it very well. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm happy Courage is coming back because I that was my favorite show growing up as a kid. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so going back on track, <laughs> we kind of veered <laughs> off, right. but yeah, but hey, we had that was fun. We have fun yeah. here. It was fun. Um, it was fun. <laughs> so uh, I also just wanted to talk about like the production as well because. Uh, like I there's a speaking as someone who like edited things myself, although it's films rather than music. Right. So I just wanted to know a little bit more about like how does that work? So basically, uh, the 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 program I'm using is Ableton Live, and uh, it's very user intuitive, and uh, it, it does take a bit getting used to. But like for the most part, for isolation specifically, it was a lot of stretching out tracks, transposing them up and down. Uh, basically just fitting everything into place basically like editing film you got to find where what fits where like if you're editing a movie it's like looking at the movie how you want to see it go from start to finish that's how i look at songs i look at the songs like how do i want this to start and how do i want this to end out and most times it's a fade in fade out sort of thing but you always got to remember like the climax right in the middle and i'd like to think that like the entire time sets wrapping from the beginning to Maybe, yeah, to the end, I feel like that's the entire climax of the song. So, like, hmm. thinking of it is just, like, you're watching a big old movie just without the visuals. Hmm. You have to picture the visuals in your mind to see the full-out project. You gotta look at it piece by piece until you see a coherent flow between objects. Sometimes I can't even... Uh, I have a lot of project files on my computer and just... <laughs> They're all from like 
songs that I couldn't find myself able to finish. Like uh, I'll do like a few, a few bars here, a few bars there, but I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm not flowing with it today. So I find a new song that I want to flow with. And just sometimes it clicks. Sometimes it doesn't. I have like maybe 50 different tracks on there with all different themes, mostly hip hop, but like, they're all like, they're all like different parts of hip hop that could be considered. Um, I'm actually like working currently I'm working on uh, like a producer tape in a sort of way where I'm just going to have beats on it. I'm going to put it under my beanie boy name and um, I'm going to see how that goes because if people like the beat of isolation, then maybe they'll like some of the other beats I can produce. Huh? That's actually very interesting. I never really thought of music like that because, um, because usually as like someone who likes visuals, I, never really thought of it as like working on a film so that's very interesting to hear about oh yeah yeah like i i've had some experience in editing film and everything and just to see that part of my brain converge with the part of my brain that's like dead set on music it works so well together that there's no problem with them colliding sometimes it does happen but like when they work together i produce some of my most amazing tracks like, there's this one track that it may appear on the album. I'm not 100% sure on that yet. We haven't really recorded anything for it in the past few months. But it's this really nice, chill, mellow beat. I sampled, uh, I think it was Paul a temp. No, it wasn't Paul McCartney. I'm, I'm thinking they, it, it might have been The Temptations or something along those lines. Uh, but it, like, starts out with this nice little flute. And it's like, uh, it's like, bum, 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 bum. and i have that looping over and over again over like a drum track and i I still need to work on the drums a little bit but the track itself just reminds me of like flying kites out in a rainstorm like it there's tension there but there's not as much tension as per se like an actual serious event like you're in a court case or something (laughs) but like you have you have the ability to get struck by lightning but it's not as much of an ability as how much relaxation you're getting from flying that kite. You can just see the kite twirl in the wind and you see lightning off in the distance, but it doesn't bother you. You're content with your life. And if that lightning does happen to strike you, then it happens to strike you. I mean, it, it's life. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's a, except, you know, in real life, uh, if you got struck by lightning, you may not have a life after that, but mm. <laughs> Hey, it is what it is. <laughs> it, it is, is what, what it is. is. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, wait, uh, Ed, do you have like any questions? I'm, I know I'm stealing the spotlight of questions here, but Ed, do you have anything to say? Um, how long did uh, like take you uh, to like think of like how long did it take you to uh, actually like put together like a solid piece or? When you realize um, it was good. Yeah. It the thing is is that um the the editing process doesn't ever really stop past the beat making. Like when it comes to the beat making, you can think that beat sounds great, but to someone else it could sound rough. Yeah, yeah. Like I said yeah. earlier, like with Paradox, uh I put a bunch of random stuff together and Seth thought it sounded great. And I'm like, okay, we can run with this. It's all about 
it's not just like your perspective. Sometimes you got to look from the eyes of a different person. And like, even after recording something, like after you record uh, vocals, maybe you got to still edit the vocals. And when it comes to it, you still got to like merge the beat with the vocals. That's kind of a problem we found in isolation. It connects together, but it doesn't click as well as like say paradox or tension. And we still got to find that groove with her. Maybe we'll just keep it the same because maybe that's the charm of it. I mean, with paradox, it flows so well because it's so absurd. With uh, isolation, it's it, it's a solid beat, yes, but it's just plain and sitting there. It, it's it's like a sitting duck for the for the the wa- the rapper to walk over, basically. Like that's that's all you got to do. Make sure that for one, the beat like it flows coherently. It flows perfectly together and then once the rapper hops on that you got to find out a way to make it fit with the person you're fitting it on and sometimes that can be a problem with songs that are actually put out like sometimes features on a track sound absolutely horrible but sometimes you can get some really good features on a track like that person was made for that track and when you find that little that little spot right there where you can fit them in that's the most perfect spot you can put and i i believe that some of these tracks i'm making with seth like he puts his input on the beat i fix it around some bit he listens to it a little bit more he gives me some more advice and i look into I it kind of be a pain in the ass oh yeah <laughs> I, I refer to him as kanye a lot because like times <laughs> we'll record something and he'll be like no nah, we got to do it again and i'm like okay and we record it again no i, nah, I gotta do it again <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. It's I can be a bit of a perfectionist as well, and it can yeah. get pretty annoying. <laughs> but I mean, as long as it works out in the end, that's all that matters. No matter how much perfectionism you can put into it, nothing's going to be perfect. But if you can get yeah. close to perfect, that's the best you could possibly do. Yeah, and that's why you just keep trying because some people like don't like country, don't like rap, and like rappers and artists have like thousands of like other songs that didn't succeed and they just have a lot of uh, beats and stuff right yeah 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 i guess yeah i didn't really understand like i i guess i didn't fully understand like how like much of that like music like how much of that like tracks and all that really go into that and like how long like and forever going some of these tracks are oh yeah right so uh my next question actually is directed to Seth. So I know Seth, you had like a, you had a bit of a musical uh, like background. So would you want to talk about that a little bit as you ventured into here? Yes, I I will go into my past. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, music is kind of a, it's kind of a weird topic for me because I've always liked music like. I've had my phases like um, in elementary school. I really liked, I've always liked music because I've always been in a musical family. But like, big things that was in the family, like, we've all, none of them have done anything with it. So, and like, you know, my mom's always been a great singer. My dad's an, a great drummer. My sister Amanda did a lot of instruments. But, and you know, my grandfather, he actually was in, when he was younger in like the 60s and 70s, or whatever, he actually was in like this Christian boy band. <laughs> It was called Hosanna, <laughs> and he sang. He was he, he sang in it. So, um, my grandfather was a good singer at that time too, and we know a lot of musicians stuff like that. But none of that, none of my family has done anything with it. 
So I kind of want to break that. And so for elementary school, music was kind of a thing that I saw, but not as, as important. Music kind of was a thing, though, that also helped me, too. Mm. Especially in elementary school and middle school, I was always kind of like the chubby like kid, and I was always like chubby. Um, and so I went through a lot of phases. I went through a weather phase where I loved <laughs> like, um, I went through um K-pop phase. That was fun. Oh my gosh! I, I even went through, <laughs> I wanted to be um a movie reviewer. Oh yeah, I saw that you were doing yeah. like mostly Marvel. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And I, so I like really wanted to be like a, like an animator for Marvel Marvel at one point too. But music kind of always stayed there. And so freshman year, I started working out a lot. And I think that kind of helped me get back to music because it made me kind of realize that after all this stuff, you know, whether I be like this, the music is never going to change. Um, and then um, uh, freshman year, there's this thing in a school called show choir. <laughs> Taylor and I both <laughs> two, two, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we both got in our sophomore year. Basically, it was just a thing where a bunch of kids who were you know, I guess good singers. Yeah, they're like good singers, good dancers. They were always on time when it came to like music wise and everything. Um, we did the shows and concerts. Yeah, exactly. Like we did shows, concerts. It it, it was really grueling at times, but I, yeah. I don't think I would like go back on anything I did back then because it was it was a good experience to have. I mean, yeah. it, it strengthened me as a person, if anything. And, and, you know, I met some of the some of my best friends that like I mean, ever in that group at the same time though it was <laughs> very um very grueling mentally yeah and um i constantly kind of felt like uh i never really felt like i was as talented as everybody else i never got this old or anything which i didn't care that much about but i always kind of felt like um i was just there to fill in a spot you were just a bench warmer and like you know there was a lot of jokes that i that i heard or just a lot of comments even sometimes the director herself would say. Yeah, yeah. And it's like she was not uh she spoke her mind when she wanted to speak her mind, and sometimes that was never a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> um so it kinda just, just was mentally like taxing on me. And like and we did that for a long time and I realized I wanted music. But also I didn't I wasn't making a lot of friends in it too. I made a couple friends that I am still friends with too, like today that I that I really care about. Um, they just kind of didn't really want to be friends with me, yeah. which I didn't have a problem with, but I felt like I wasn't getting as much help. And so I kind of said, uh, F you. (laughs) (laughs) I learned how to play piano and guitar by myself and I learned how to play piano in October. Then I was able to do later in March, my own thing for the talent show. And I hadn't had any help from anybody, and they were like, "Oh, that's so cool! I can do things." <laughs> I do things too. You should have, you should have kissed me before you missed me. Uh, and, I <laughs> and like in, in my junior year, I started gaining some more weight. Um, I kind of realized I didn't need that. I didn't need validation of other people telling me I was. So I started working out again. I started lifting more and like listening, playing more music for myself, because I realized that for my entire life, I've been putting it to the side, and it's never left me. So why should I keep, you know, pushing it away when honestly it does good for me most of the time, you know, and like I enjoy it and who gives a shit if other people don't think I'm talented at it. I think I'm good at it. 
<laughs> I like my voice. I like my lyrics. Um, and there's just there's just something about getting behind the piano, or you know, playing the guitar, or trying a new instrument out, or writing new lyrics down and trying to put them into a song. That just it's not like any other feeling out there. You know, that's uh that's my in the zone. Um, and like uh my music too it's kind of culturally divided for me because it's having friends has always kind of been weird because um (laughs) like okay since i'm hispanic and like i have curly hair but i don't have like dark features like my lips are like my lips are kind of like big but like my like my eyes aren't super like hispanic or black you know, so like I kind of always been like in the middle. So it's always kind of been weird to choose what type of music is my music. And because I don't really identify with Hispanic music very much. I don't really like it that much, which is something my family doesn't like. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I've always kind of been on either like 70s rock and like yacht rock stuff. And to like soul, like my two favorite albums of all time is What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. And um, The Stranger by Billy Joel, which is literally like two opposite white sides people of the spectrum. over here, black people <laughs> over here, me in the middle. So I've always kind of wanted my music to be like, um, I want it to reflect me, which is why I'm trying to not put a label on what I'm doing. Like, I think if you were to call it something, it would probably be experimental hip hop and like alternative R&B probably. Um, hmm. um and like as, as of lately, I think experiments have always become like one of my favorite genres of music. <laughs> um, uh, but I think overall, my mu- like my music, I think my like the biggest thing that keeps me going with it is like the idea that you know, it's something that I want to do, and it's something that I think I'm good at. So why would I want? Why, why would I not put time into it? Why would I not put effort into it if it's something that I really want to do? You know, and and I've been pushing it away because other people have told me not to, mm-hmm. or just because I thought, you know, I shouldn't be doing this. I should be doing something else, or just you know, when you're not a fa- if you're not like a famous person, like I'm not a famous person. Mm-hmm. If you're not a famous person, you you just think of yourself as a normal everyday person. You look at someone and like, oh my god, Ariana Grande's at Target. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. And so sorry. Um, you're good. But so it's it, and it's like. You see people like that, and as like a normal person, you're like, you think of them as like a god or like indestructible, mm-hmm. and so you think of yourself as like, oh, I'm just a normal person. I have no purpose here really because I'm not famous. I'm not doing things. I'm not making big strides in the world. I'm not changing the world actively. But I think, I don't think they became like that just because they they because they thought of themselves as lower or less than people i think a lot of things with a lot of celebrities especially people like i think with a lot of rappers too a lot of them really do come from nothing and i think the whole story of that like um uh the whole idea of really starting as an every every man and then going into becoming like you know world famous rapper yeah it's something that is very like um fulfilling i think but also like for me to be able to let to share my music with everyone and for everyone to have an outlet to be able to hear my music is just something that i think is so incredible 
and that I think a lot of people will think, oh, you want to become famous just because you want the money. Mm-hmm. You want, which I mean, yeah, of course. I want to be fucking, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why wouldn't you want money? But I wouldn't you want to be yeah. rich? But at the same time, like, if you had the opportunity, like, I know you like to direct, right, Harrison? Mm-hmm. So, like, if someone came to you right now, right, some, like, big movie company were like, we'll pay you, like, 200 million to do, like, the next Marvel movie. Obviously, yeah, obviously you'd want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. But, but I, I doubt that if someone was, came up to you and was like, hey, yo, we'll pay you to go, like, uh, like I don't know, deep sea diving. We'll pay you, like, a million, like $2 million a year to, for you to do that at your job. You probably wouldn't want to do it because that's not what you want to do. <laughs> like, if someone was like, I'll pay you to paint for, like, a million dollars a year to paint. I'd be like, no, I don't know how to fucking paint. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, like, yes, part of it is obviously, you know, you want to be successful. But if it's not something you want to do, there's no point of the success part. Because you can be successful while you want, have all the money you want. But if you're doing something you hate, what's the point? Hmm. It's to be successful, but to enjoy what you do and to love what you do. And what I love to do is music. So why would I not want to be successful at it? Why would I not want other people to enjoy it with me? Yeah. So that's how I that's how I see it. That's actually very relatable. Like with me, definitely with filming, like especially with the quarantine thing, like that really like got me down for a little bit. Like I like was feeling like, really, is this what I really want to do like now? But then as again, movies bring enjoyment to me and I I and as like you, I'm not famous, even though like people mm-hmm. have shouted me out. I got recognized in public by random strangers sometimes, and those are very awkward, but, like, honestly, <laughs> so, yeah, definitely feeling like doing something, it's something I love to do, and even though, like, I'm not, like, getting, like, a large amount of attention for doing it, but if it's something I like to do and it's keeping the stress away, then by all means, I'm gonna do it, mm-hmm. and yeah. Right, yeah. and. Also, uh, that kind of reminds me of a story with uh, rapping as well, because uh, Darren, who is currently not here, wants to make a YouTube channel, and I recommend it for an outro. He should do a rap, because <laughs> he also likes rapping. Right. And we do rap a lot, except a bunch of it is just random bullcrap, and it <laughs> ends up being uh, being very vulgar things that we cannot disclose on the podcast oh, yeah yeah <laughs> because it's offensive humor something we love doing right <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so Actually, we just huh yeah go um, there's this um last night i don't know if i talked to you about that i don't, I don't know, know if you did i was in my bathroom and um <laughs> i wanted to do this thing where i had two monikers as a rapper because <laughs> a lot of rappers like to do that like um I, whether it be logic or like tyler the creator or or people like uh, kendrick lamar mf doom, or MF doom. <laughs> 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 a thousand aliases i think people like like so what i was gonna do is have because me right now i don't like to curse on my raps yeah i like to keep it like i don't like to get too sexual or too <laughs> innuendo because uh, you know i'm a christian um and i don't really like to like do stuff like that too much I curse a lot as a person. Oh yeah, I, curse a lot. I, I think we all do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't want to. That that's not my message, you know. Um, but then I wanted to have this other moniker <laughs> that kind of would be more like um, 
Dirty D. Dirt, yeah. Dirt, yeah. <laughs> it, it was, what I was thinking in my, it, what I was thinking last night for it was I was gonna call it um, gosh, something like a lifeline or something like that. Okay. Something crazy like that that would be kind of like a complete opposite. And like the line I got was, "Why are you cussing so much? Don't you know I'm a Christian?" Man, shut the hell up. This ain't <laughs> freaking mission. <laughs> that was that was my um that was like the line that I kept kept going through my mind. I was like, this needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's just funny. Like that's what we kind of do. Like we do, we try, like a lot of our we try not to curse a lot. But and again, it's sort of the humor. It's yeah. what we do. <laughs> All right. So uh, now I'm just trying to think of another thing. Uh. So, uh, this is sort of unrelated to music, but I know we're all kind of moviegoers, so yeah. I just wanted to, I just wanted to ask, what do you think was, like, I, what do you think was, like, the best movie as of this year that you have watched? Taylor, you can go first. I haven't watched that many movies recently. I haven't really had the time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, to go back to a classic favorite of mine, I would definitely say, like, Liar Liar. That's a lovely movie with Jim Carrey. Uh, quintessential Jim Carrey right there. Like you can you can list off Dumber and Dumber. You can list off The Mask. You can list off Ace Ventura. But Liar Liar is like one of my favorites by him. If anything, if you're asking like movies that I've watched recently, like not new movies, I watched Spider Man Two the other day. It's the best movie ever. <laughs> yes, yeah, um, time. Um, but a really good movie that just came out. Um. Luca, oh Disney yeah, movie. I've been meaning to and watch. Like, that. Oh yeah, that Disney movie. Disney has kind of been weird lately. They've been coming out with either really good movies or like really bad, bad. Mm, yeah, uh, but Luca yeah. was like in that movie. I think a lot of people's big thing is that it's too simple. But I think honestly, the simplicity is what saves it because there's no reason Disney needs to be as adult as, as it has been. I love the adult themes. I really love Soul. Soul's one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. Soul actually made me rethink my life, basically. Like, after watching that movie, I was just, like, my entire... Literally, no pun intended, my entire soul was, like, dragged down a hole. And I'm like... jazz? What? And the whole soundtrack was jazz? Yeah, exactly. But, um... uh, I think Luca's up there. Because it's just such a cute movie. Oh, yeah, very But also, um... I saw A Quiet Place 2. Same here. I just saw it recently, and I really liked it. And A Quiet Place is also like has a very simple plot, but yet yeah. it, it's easy to follow because I feel like a lot of movie people feel like, oh, it has to have these like complex themes. There must be these underlying messages. But I'm like, sometimes simplicity is the best best way yeah. to go. Exactly. Um, I think for me, I didn't think it was as good as the first one. Um, yeah, I, yeah, th- same here. I thought the first one was a lot was better, but the second one was still like pretty darn entertaining. They're both so great movies. I think it peaks in the beginning. Like the, yeah. the first the first scene is better than in my opinion any scene in the first movie. But since it peaks in the first part, it kind of just plateaus and like doesn't the whole like uh people like that aren't worth saving is kind of like I didn't think that it was needed in the movie. Spoilers, <laughs> but like the whole like pe- like group of people who like kind of like um were like crazy or whatever wasn't needed. I think that was rushed. Um, 
But I did like how there was more monster in um, the movie. And like yeah. I was talking to my friend and he was like, so much better because there's more monster. And I'm like, that doesn't always mean it's a better movie. <laughs> Everyone talking about Godzilla versus Kong like this. <laughs> you could spend all your money on Big Monkey versus Big Lizard, but it won't make the movie any better. <laughs> I still love the movie. I still love Godzilla versus Kong, but I will oh, yeah, admit it's a great movie. It was easily my fa- one of my favorite movie going experiences. Yeah. Everyone was crazy, and it was just so. It was there were so many monkey noises going on. <laughs> yeah, all you could hear in the background was. <laughs> yeah, Ed was doing that in the theater while I wanted to see it. And Ed, Ed went up to the Ed was going up the stairs, and he was going. <laughs> Wait a minute, were, were we watching the Did movie? We go see it. Yeah, time? we saw it at the same time. I remember that. I, we made eye contact. Yeah, yeah, I yeah we saw it together, but I saw it again with Ed because Ed couldn't make it like the first premiere, so yeah. I went to see it with him again. And Ed just enters the door going, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> 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 and the funny, also the funny thing is like I purchased shirts for us. Uh, I was Team Godzilla, Ed was Team Kong, so we just like we did like these weird T poses, like poses at each other. We're just like squaring off at each other. Like, like saying like my my monster's gonna win. And it's like no, my monster's gonna win. And <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I really liked a good movie. Another good movie that came out this year that I was really good. Um, was it this year? Who was it? No, it was this year. Um, this movie. Um, uh, I think it was called Nobody. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I did hear about movie. that. Yeah, yeah. It was like a stupid action movie, but it was really good. It was a really good movie. And um, uh. If we're talking about other than movies, TV shows. Oh, has yeah. Has anyone here watched Invincible? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Invincible. Mm-hmm. I've, I haven't it watched amazing. it, but but I know the memes around it, and oh, I've yeah. actually been really wanting to see that. It honestly was, in my opinion, one of the best shows in my like lifetime that I've still watched <laughs> through. Yeah. Like, um, this year, I've watched The Last Airbender. I watched Cobra Kai Season 3, which it's fine. I I watched um I wa- I'm trying to watch the Punisher series the Marvel series the Punisher um and then I watched that and oh oh my god it's so good <laughs> literally I like I watched the first episode then like like two weeks later I was like I have to watch the whole thing and it was <clears throat> it literally got better and better and better with every episode yeah and it's just a great <laughs> show it's insane it's one of the it's one of the most intensely Oh yeah, shows. undoubtedly. Like, like the the funny thing is that Seth says he watched it like two weeks after the first episode came out. I binged watched all of that <laughs> two days. It was amazing. I, it, I came, I went to you, and I was like, "Have you watched Invincible yet?" And I said <laughs> no. And that was for like about a week. He kept asking like, me, "Have you watched Invincible?" And I kept saying no. And then I finally booked it down and watched all of it. And I was like. Oh my lord! <laughs> it was an amazing show. I mean, I, I I'd really recommend it. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely get on that. That reminds me of the time when Stranger Things season three came out. I binge watched it all of it, oh, and I yes. stayed up all night. And that was I an amazing season, eighties nostalgia. Yes, the, the, the yeah, basically. Yeah, I that's what I remember that, and yeah, I I. I I'm also thinking about seeing the new Fast and Furious movie, even though, like, I know it's going to be a dumb action movie. Oh, my God. No, they've ruined the Fast and Furious series. (laughs) Ever since Paul Walker died. Yeah. 
I know, like, yeah, that was the thing, but I, I'm going to watch it because I know it's just going to be a dumb action movie that's going to chuck logic out of the window, but... I'll still eh. watch it, but, I mean, it's not, yeah. it's not it's racing gonna... anymore with, like, a classic... Like, yeah. yeah, that was the thing, like... Uh, that's the one thing I didn't like about like Fast and Furious now going because I miss the racing like the aspect of it. Oh yeah, like the first two movies were amazing. I don't remember much from the third movie, but uh, I, did you guys hear that there's like a in talks of like a, a Jurassic Park and a Fast? I heard that and I was like, that. no, please, oh, no. Next, the next little collab like, with like Star they asked Wars. Him, they were like, is there a collaboration for Jurassic Park and like Fast and Furious? Would you ever try? And he was like, I'll never say no to anything. Oh, I was like, Lord. no, no, no. I, and then I heard uh, Tyrese Gibson was like, you know, a better collab would be Transformers and Fast and Furious. I'm like, yeah, oh, actually, yeah, yeah. Actually, that would make sense. That one Vin makes Diesel more sense. Into, yeah. Vin Diesel turns into a diesel. <laughs> <laughs> actually, one thing I, the other thing why I want to see Fast and Furious is because apparently in the first, like, uh, the first five or ten minutes of Jurassic World Dominion are going to be shown, like, in the IMAX, like, view, like, oh. presentation of, uh, Fast and Furious. Okay, that, that's actually kind of cool. And apparently, uh, T-Rex is going to fight a Giganotosaurus. Of course. What did you think of the, of the second Jurassic uh, World movie that came out with Chris Pratt and, um... Uh, oh, the Fallen Kingdom one? The one with, yeah. like... Not the Indominus Rex, but what the one with the Indoraptor? Yeah, the the one where like the the uh like the island like got destroyed. Yeah, that one. Oh, okay. So that one, I I know a lot of people didn't like that movie. Personally, I still I liked it. Like I liked the transitioning from adventure to horror with the Indoraptor being released and like chasing people around the house, like. I like that aspect. I okay. of course there are flaws like with Chris Pat being like tranquilized and then the lava's going by and the logic was oh you only burn if you touch the lava. <laughs> <laughs> like there's obviously that thing. And the one thing I didn't like also is uh Col- Colin Trevorrow who's the director for the new Jurassic World movies. His main criticism from the first movie was, do you remember from the first movie when the girl, the babysitter, was attacked by the Tyrannodons yeah. and then got plunged into the Mosasaur tank? A lot of yeah. people were like, like, no more good guy deaths I'm like, by dinosaurs. I'm like, well, that just, that just chucks all the tension out the window because then you know the good guys are going to come out unharmed. Like, plus... Dinosaurs are animals. They don't care if you're good or bad. Exactly. To them, to them, you're just meat. <laughs> if you're edible, you're fair game. Yeah. Actually, uh, speaking of movies, here in a bit, uh, Seth and I are actually going to go out to see the third Conjuring movie. So hopefully that'll be good. I actually really want to see the, the... Because I recently just started binging the Conjuring movies, and I really like them. Well, the first Conjuring, there's not any like action to like an hour in, but yeah, yeah. But the second one is ass cheeks <laughs> <laughs> with the nun. Yeah, I can understand that. the The second one was a little meh, but I also do like like the Annabelle. Like that's also mm. part of the universe. Is the nun and, part of it? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Is the nun part of um the Conjuring movies? Yeah, yeah he she's yeah. part. Of, she was in the second. That movie was booty cheeks. <laughs> The second movie, she was in the second Conjuring movie, and then she got her own movie. Mm, okay. 
Which I like the the Nun origin movie was a lot better than Conjuring yeah. Two in my opinion. Because I like that. That was really good. Speaking of which, we have a a bot in our Discord called The Nun, which is giving me some very uh-huh. weird uh, looks, and I'm not liking it. <laughs> He's like, huh? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm also trying to think what other good movies are going to be coming out because I've been like I've been looking at it because all I've been hearing was Fast and Furious and oh yeah, Black Widow. Black Widow's coming out, but I've been really on the fence about it as of late because of some oh, news things. I'll, I'll still see it, but like I just been on the fence about like saying saying things about it. I know that there's been a, uh, like talks about a second Avatar movie. Oh no. The Blue People yeah. Planet. Movie. Oh, that one. I think you're talking. Yeah. About coming, no, let's not talk out, about. Uh, anyway, Ed, Ed, go right ahead. I think Avatar Two is coming out December 2023. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not talking about uh, the horrible made yeah. uh, of the animated series because that love, was that was a disgrace. That I love M Night Shyamalan. M Night Shyamalan is one of my favorite directors, but that but like like he's made some really great movies like Split. One of my like one of my favorite horror movies of all time, and then Unbreakable, which is legit one like one of my favorite movies. Period, and Signs, which is a great movie that no one gives credit for it. <laughs> but anyway, but um, that movie just like, especially since I grew up with the the series. yeah with the series, and then I was so scared that I was gonna watch when it came out on Netflix, and I was gonna be like, oh god, it's gonna be so bad. Yeah, it, it was better. It was better than I remembered. Okay, that yeah. was one of the best shows I watched this year. Easy. Avatar, yeah. I shared it to my mom, and my mom loved it. Like, the last Airbender. We're thinking about seeing Korra as of late. Oh, nice. But, it's almost a perfect show. Literally, it's it's a near-perfect show. Yeah. yeah. That's how I see it. Like, I heard Korra... I've been hearing things. Like, I heard Korra's not as good as uh, Ava- Avatar, but, like, it's still, like, the animation's very fluid, so I'm gonna yeah. give it a watch. Okay. So, yeah... Now that we have talked about movies and wait, I Dan, I totally forgot. I had something in my head and I was like, wait a minute, what was I gonna say? <laughs> <sighs> and also, as of this podcast, because I'm pretty sure we're gonna be uh like edit my editing's gonna take into July yeah, where getting, we're like yeah. Uh, so are you guys actually like planning to do anything for July fourth? Just asking uh... out of Curiosity. I might be working that day, actually. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I was just asking because I like are you guys like doing anything uh, with your family and all that. But I'm just planning to hang out with like a friend and Bible group with that my parents grew up with, and yeah, we're gonna like. I think we're gonna go like somewhere and just watch fireworks and all that. I think I might be nice. with my girlfriend, so I don't know. Nice. Oh, that's nice yeah. to hear. So. I'm just trying to. I'm looking at the time now. Um, I think, yeah, I think this is pretty much an an hour. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I I think it may have been over an hour, but hey, I had fun. Did yeah, you guys have a good time? Great. It was great talking with y'all. Yeah. So, I guess we can just wrap it up here. Um, oh, so, good. so if you liked the episode, please download on Spotify and also share around. Also follow our Instagram page. It's called uh digital pandemonium and also go to spotify and listen to uh seth and talon's uh singles uh isolation and drafts it would help support us and them as well and 
also you have a new an album coming up and we would be very happy to for you guys to come back and once that album hits and talk about oh, that yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that'd be great yeah yeah so it was great having you guys and and congratulations you are our first guest stars on our show and so this <laughs> has been you. a monument met you and and yeah we had a fun time having you guys on the show and so until then see you later guys until the next episode see ya